Hey everyone, welcome back to Bubbles and Banter. Today is Friday, April 3rd, and today's just a Bravo-heavy episode. I don't really have too much to say, but I think it was a really good week for Bravo shows between Summer House and season 12 of Real Housewives of New York premiering. It's been a really good week for Bravo TV. So we might as well just get into Rahoni first. Um, I said that really weird. Do people say Rahoni? I've heard people say it heavy on the H, and then I've heard like a silent H where it's just Roni. I don't know if I've ever even referred to either of them. I just call it Real Housewives of New York. But nonetheless, season 12 premiered last night. It was, I don't know, I'm, I'm torn. I feel like something's wrong with me because... On Reddit and everywhere I'm reading, all like the forums and comments, everyone was like, oh my God, so happy it's back. Like this episode was incredible. I really needed this right now. I personally am so happy it's back. I love Real Housewives of New York. I love Roni. It's my favorite franchise of all the Real Housewives, but maybe it's just me. Maybe I just, I'm distracted lately just being at home constantly. Like I said, In yesterday's episode, I was supposed to be in Charleston starting last night for my bachelorette party, which obviously got canceled, which is totally fine. But I don't know. I just feel like my mind was in a million places. So as excited as I was for the season to start, I don't think I was like fully invested. And it might just be be because we have all been quarantining at home, which is the right thing to do. But I know me personally, I have just become so distracted and I can't like focus and hone in on anything at one time. So I feel like I was like playing on my phone, scrolling on my laptop. I think I was editing a podcast episode too, so that didn't help. But I mean, it was a really good episode. And I think too, maybe this is my own personal belief, but that every time a new season starts of a franchise, it takes like an episode or two to just get back into the groove of things. Because as we know, not all the housewives necessarily hang out constantly outside of filming. So I think the New York wives tend to be together more than other franchises. So I don't necessarily think that's a problem. But I think maybe just for me, I wasn't as invested just because I just am just feeling like scatterbrained with everything going on. But it was a great episode. Some people are like losing their minds at what a good episode it was. I personally didn't feel that way, but I do think I need to just watch it back on my computer at some point this weekend, sit down and just really hone in on it and not be distracted because I will admit, I can't really give too much of a recap because I missed like good chunks of it, even though I hit it on the whole time. Something that I did find really interesting though, was that right when the season started, they all cut to the different women reacting to the news that Bethany wasn't coming back, which I thought was super interesting because I'm seeing this trend on reality TV where more and more nowadays they are breaking the fourth wall, which back in the old days of real estate, like in the early like 2010s and even in like 2006 and seven when Real Housewives was just starting, you really didn't see them break the fourth wall. And I've noticed as, as these seasons have gone on and matured a little bit, you're seeing that more and more. Like, for example, on Real Housewives of New Jersey, I think it was a season finale episode like a month ago when Teresa said to the producers, like, oh, you're not going to show the footage of me telling Danielle to pull Margaret's hair. 
And I think it hit her on camera that they are going to show that. I think Melissa Gorga, her sister-in-law, was like, no, they're going to show that footage. And Teresa, right after that, had a full-fledged meltdown. So you are seeing that more and more where these cast members are talking to their producers or taking their mics off or just doing stuff that you would have never seen back in the old days. So I just find that really interesting. So I think all the ladies in their own different scenes reacting to Bethany leaving was just something we've never seen before. And I think it does just signal what a larger-than-life character Bethany was on the show. So addressing that she's leaving um, maybe felt like the right thing to do because I think when a major cast member leaves like that or comes back, it does mark kind of a new era for these franchises. I personally like Bethany. She's not perfect. I know she can be very cutting sometimes, and I don't always love that. But I think it is going to be sad to see her go. It'll be interesting to see what it's like without her again for the second time. And I really don't know if she'll ever come back after leaving again. So I don't know. I hope she does eventually. Like if she wants to take a few breaks every few years, that's fine. I would love her to come back at some point though. So when one housewife leaves, that means another one comes on and we were introduced to Leah last night. I wasn't sure from the promos how I was going to feel about Leah, but I actually really like her. I'm so excited because she seems like a really cool, fun, down-to-earth woman, and I think she's going to be a really good casting choice and a new addition to the show. I think they needed somebody like her because Bethany's gone. They needed someone who fits kind of that age bracket, that younger bracket, to kind of align with Tinsley because I feel like Tinsley's kind of on her own island age-wise because she's younger than all the other women. And I think Leah will be an alliance for Tinsley too, which I feel like when we left last season, Tinsley didn't really have anybody on her side. So I think that will be helpful. And according to what I've read and just things that we've been hearing, Tinsley might be leaving halfway through the season. So if that's the case, then we really do need some fresh blood. And I think someone like Leah, who just after the first episode last night proves that she's not afraid of speaking her mind and giving her opinion, um, I think she'll be very much needed this year. A handful of tidbits that I did pay attention to last night was um, Dorinda and her boyfriend John cooking, I believe, what was a lasagna. Um, It looked very good, whatever they were cooking up. It made me very hungry, made me want to make a meal, but I'm just way too lazy to do that right now. Then at some point later in the episode, we get introduced to some younger man who I don't know if Ramona is dating him or seeing him or what's happening there. I read somewhere too that he is Steve Gold's driver from Million Dollar Listing New York. I don't know if that's true or not, but he was very attractive and good for Ramona, whatever's happening there. Um, It seemed like all the women were clamoring to get a conversation going with him. So I mean, good for him, I guess. He got his few minutes of reality TV time with the ladies of New York. But going back to Leah, I liked her introduction. Um, It's evident she'll at least start off being friends with Tinsley. She seems like a very interesting, tough girl. She seems very open, lays it out all all on the table. I mean, she got arrested at some point and got her teeth knocked out. And that money that she got from getting her teeth knocked out by a cop helped her start her business. So, I mean, she's had a pretty full circle life already. 
And I thought her daughter was absolutely gorgeous. It was really cute to see like their dynamic and they seem like best friends, which as we know, doesn't always end well, but nonetheless, it seems like they have a really good relationship. And it's nice that she has someone in her life that she's really close to because she does seem like a really independent solo type of person. Then towards the end of the episode, um, Dorinda just starts unloading on Tinsley. Again, I kind of missed the gist of it, but it just seemed like it came out of like left field. I don't know what's going on there. I felt really bad for Tinsley. I feel like everyone is coming for her and she's pretty harmless. Like, you know, I feel like her worst issue is that she just has boy problems, which who hasn't had a boy problem in their life? Granted, maybe people had it in high school or college, but she's not really hurting any of the other women. And if they're saying that they can't get to know her, but they're attacking her, why would you want to open up to people that are attacking you? I'm sorry, Dorinda, but I just think that was way too much. I like Tinsley. I know she's a polarizing character, but I personally really like her. I, it'll be interesting to see if she leaves or not to go be with Scott. Obviously, they're engaged now, so I don't know. Does it mean she's gone from New York forever? I guess we'll have to wait and see. I have to admit, though, that my <laughs> absolute favorite part of the episode last night wasn't even part of the actual episode. It was a teaser for later in the season. I was dying when Sonia is dancing on some type of like ottoman with a decorative glass tray on the ottoman. I don't even know what was happening. I don't know the context. It was a five second clip of Sonia dancing on this tiny mirrored tray and just stomping the living crap out of this tray to the point where the mirrored glass is just shattering with each stiletto spike going into this poor decorative thing. It was the funniest thing I have ever seen. That that alone last night just brought sh- pure joy to my night. Like, I didn't even need the episode. I just needed that five-second teaser of Sonia dancing, and that just made my whole week. So yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen the new episode yet, definitely check it out. I, I think it's going to be a good season. It, it just, for me, always takes one or two episodes to get back into the groove of things. And I think, too, because I'm currently watching old New York episodes, I'm on season four, I think because I'm so invested in the early seasons right now, it felt weird to just jump ahead, even though I've already seen all these seasons many times over. I think the like discrepancy between 2010 Housewives to 2020 Housewives, it's a weird thing to navigate. But I'm super excited. I think we definitely need New York right now more than ever. I'm so grateful it's back on the airwaves. Another Bravo show that was on this week that I will fully admit I did not used to be a fan of is Summer House. It started about, what, three years ago? Um, I think it was a lead-in after Vanderpump Rules. And I just did not like it. I've been watching it since it aired because I watch shows on Bravo that I might not even be a fan of sometimes, but I just watch them anyway because I'm a Bravo addict. But it has gotten so good this season. I'm I'm impressed. And you know what's even more telling that it's really good? Joe actually reminds me that it's on. He'll say, oh, isn't tonight Summer House? And he gets a little smile and a little twinkle in his eye. And to me, that is the telltale sign that a show is good when your fiancé, who claims that he's very anti-Bravo and anti-reality TV, remind you that a show is on. 
So I know I'm not alone when I say that this episode, it was good, but it was also deeply unsettling because the amount of bullying that was taking place was so uncomfortable. And I actually had a pit in my stomach, a physical pit in my stomach while I was watching parts of this episode. It pained me to see some of the bullying that was going on because I was just having instant flashbacks to college when I was watching this stuff. It made me, it literally made me want to cry. I feel like I could almost tear up right now because it was just so mean. And I think anyone who's been bullied, whether it's when they're younger or when they're in high school or college, which I've had unfortunately had moments in all phases of my life of getting treated badly and singled out by other girls. And it's traumatizing. It's so painful and it really shapes you for the rest of your life. And I think we can all agree if you've been in that situation before, when you see it happening, it instantly takes you back to those memories. I feel like I can just picture myself in all these situations where I've been singled out, picked on, bullied by other girls, and it it just physically hurts you. So all the cast members or all the summer house residents got together, had a roommate meeting without Jordan and Jules and Danielle. As you guys may know, Danielle and Jordan used to be cast members. They're now friends of the season and Jules is a new addition. And I really like Jules. She is actually from Cincinnati too. And I have followed her on Instagram for years and she's just gorgeous and really cute. I She seems like so much fun and just really nice. I love a good, nice girl. So they all had this roommate meeting because Jules and Jordan have had this kind of on-again, off-again relationship, hookup, history. Well, Jordan has been plotting to get Jules kicked out of the house, even though he's not really a cast member this season. And he started texting some of the roommates, like, it's either me or her, you guys have to choose sides. And Jules never once told them to choose any side. So she was taking the high road in all this. And essentially, like, all the roommates, I feel like Carl and Kyle were, like, the big leaders of this, which I did not like. You know, Jules was just having some boy problems, and she wasn't telling people to pick sides. Like, I think she's being very mature about all this. Women are allowed to vent when they're having problems. But they hold this roommate meeting and say, who are they going to kick out? And it was just so awful to watch. And I know I'm not alone because the internet unloaded on all these people. And everybody defended Jules, which I really was happy about. Um, Later in the episode, they have a massive toga party to celebrate Kyle's birthday. And Jules, oh my God, it was so painful. She spent the entire episode looking for all the girls. I related to this on such a personal level. It was physically hard for me to watch the TV screen for the last half of the episode. I had a vivid flashback to like, being in Daytona Beach in college with everybody from my college and just every all the girls like being off somewhere and like me not knowing what was going on just me walking around aimlessly there's even a picture of me from like our college um like Dayton to Daytona website on Facebook there was a picture of me I think this was junior year of a long line of like a hundred people waiting in line to like get beer and then on the other side of the picture is just concrete and me 50 feet removed from every single person. Just, it was, it it perfectly encaptured me walking alone, not knowing what was going on. I don't think a picture has ever (laughs) accurately represented something better than this picture of me standing alone, biting my nails, gripping my beer cup, 
just completely on an island by myself. So watching Jules just roam around the house looking for everybody was so painful to watch. And all the girls had this like routine where they introduced Kyle for his birthday on top of the balcony. Um, and I, I don't know, just watching her down in the yard with everybody else was so sad to see. And then later in the episode, after she spends the whole time wandering around trying to find everybody, she goes up to Carl and Carl, who was mad that his hookup for the summer, Sarah, decided not to come to the party because she made a great choice and realized that maybe Carl isn't worth it after all. So essentially, Carl was pissed off the entire episode because he knew he didn't have anybody to hook up with that weekend. So unfortunately, Jules came into his line of fire. He immediately starts unloading on her, tells her that nobody wants her in the house. She has to go. Jordan then comes up. He starts going off on Jordan, too. It was so sad. The episode, I believe, ended like right after that. So we'll see what happens. I mean, based on promos, it looks like Jules ends up staying. But props to her for staying in that house when those people were so mean to her. It was just awful to watch. And I hope when they all watched it back, they felt a little bit of pity and remorse. And I hope that they apologized to her because that was just awful how they treated her. But if you guys are sleeping on Summer House, I highly recommend watching it because I cannot express to you how like not into the show I was a couple years ago. I was like, why is this on TV? How did this get greenlit at Bravo? I just don't get it. The concept is really interesting, but I just wasn't into it. I've completely changed my tune. And that's a lot for me to admit because I'm usually obsessed with like the shows I watch, but I uh, admittedly, I do watch some shows that I'm not super into, but I've just done a complete 180 on Summer House. I think you guys would really like it too. That is all I really have for today. It's Friday. It's absolutely gorgeous out. Joe and I just got done walking around our neighborhood. It's our one little time of day where we get to go outside and it was just magical. I have been so cooped up. Anxiety is just at an all-time high and I just feel like a slob. I've been working out and doing TRX classes from our condo, but... I don't know, just being cooped up in here is really starting to mess with my head. So getting out is nice. Trying to do it on a daily basis now that we're getting nicer weather. Hopefully you guys are getting outside too. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I will talk to you next week. Bye.